If somebody asked you to describe the Christian life in two words, what would you say? Or if someone asks you, what does God really want from us? More than anything else, what would you say? Now, if you said some ethical behaviors and religious rituals and moral perfection, you'd be wrong. Because the essence of the Christian life can be summed up in two words. A love affair. God wants to have a love affair with you and you with him. See, the Bible says that you were created as an object of God's love. God made you to love you. And God wants to have a relationship with you. So that means that you were created for the purpose of having a relationship. And as a result, the most important thing you can know in life is that God loves you. And the most important thing that you can do in life is to love God back. See, Jesus said that. Please take out the sermon notes that have been prepared for you. Look at Matthew 22, verse 37 to 38. Please read it with me together out loud. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Nothing is more important. If you do this, you have fulfilled your primary purpose in life. If you learn to let God love you, and you love God, then life has fulfilled its meaning for you. But if you miss this part of your life, then your life is a failure. This is the very reason God created you. He put you on this earth to love and to be loved. Now there is a term in the Bible for being loved and for loving. And you know it's expressing my love to God is called worship. Expressing my love to God is called worship. We often think that worship is a ritual or routine that we do in a church building. Worship simply means expressing love to God. Anytime you're expressing your love to God, you're worshiping God. Whether you're by yourself, or in a small group, or in a church. When you express love to God, you are worshiping. Now you may have noticed that for some people it's kind of hard for them to say, I love you especially for some men. Sometimes we feel that we don't know how to say to our wives or to our children, to our friends or to our neighbors, or even to God. Why does this happen? Well, maybe you were raised in a very non-expressive home where there was love, but you just didn't talk about it much. You didn't frequently say, I love you, I love you, I love you. Or maybe you were taught to stuff your emotions and push them down inside, hide your feelings. Or maybe you have been hurt in the past, so you're saying, I don't want to be hurt again. So I'm not about to say I love you, or even if I love God. Or maybe you are resentful about the hurts of your past, so you're saying to God that there are things in my past that I just do not like. Or maybe you just do not know how to express love to God. So this morning, 
we are going to look at four ways to tell God that you love him. There's the title of a book that caught my attention. The title was 10,000 Ways to Say I Love You. So, so today we're going to cover all 10,000. Maybe not. Maybe we can look at four ways, though. I'm going to ask you to take a little self-test on each of those ways. So you can really evaluate yourself. And I hope that by the end of the message that you will feel loved by God through Jesus more than ever before. And that you will learn to express your love to God more than ever before. Number one, the first way to tell God that you love him in your notes. We in the Lutheran Church are very good at this. It's by singing to him. Singing to him. So you've noticed, haven't you, that music and love go together? Because music, love, comes from your heart. It's not something that you do intellectually. It comes out of your soul, out of your emotions. And of course, there are many, many love songs in the world. In fact, there are radio stations that are dedicated entirely to the love song format. But did you know that more songs have been written about Jesus than any other topic in the world? Nothing even comes close in second place. Over the last 2,000 years, there have been more love songs and songs written to Jesus than any other subject. Just look at Psalm 147, verse 7. Sing out your thanks to him. Sing praises to our God. Nothing will make you more aware of God's love and God's presence in your life than singing and praise. So in your notes, Christianity is a singing faith. Why? Because Christianity is not just a religion. It's about a relationship. A relationship with God. And that relationship he wants to have with you. It's about a love affair. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to suffer and die on the cross. And he wants you to love him back. That's worth singing about. Now some of you are saying, Pastor, I can't sing. Well, the Bible actually says, make a joyful noise to the Lord. And you all can do that. You go to football, games, basketball, baseball, parties, and you do make joyful noise. You don't have to always be on the right note. And that's all right. So you join in and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Of course you need the teaching of God's word. You need the principles uh, for your head. But you also need music for your heart. You need to worship God by singing to him. So evaluate yourself this morning. After each of these four ways to tell God that you love him. How often do you sing your thanks and love to God? Do you do it on a daily basis, regularly? Or you do it just occasionally? Or you do, you do it rarely? Check your status. And then place a star also. Place a star where you would like to move to. Number two in your notes. The second way to tell God that you love him is by talking to with him. Yeah, by talking with him. Now, if you are married, 
you have to figure out that marriage is about communication, about talking. The key ingredient in marriage is talking. On the days that you're really communicating with your spouse, the deep soul communications, your relationship is growing. On those days that there's little or none of that communication, your relationship decays. It never remains the same. And the same is true in your relationship with God. On the days that you have a deep, significant talk with God, your relationship with God grows. But on the days that you have little or no talking with God, your relationship with God decays. It's that simple. Now, when you really love someone, you don't just want to just spend time with them, but you want to talk with them. Teenagers, when they fall in love, are always on that phone. It's like they got a phone in their ear. You talk and talk and talk. You are getting to know that person better. If your spouse doesn't talk with you, you really do have reason to wonder if they love you. So read my lips, husbands. Talk with your wife. Look at Psalm 116, verse 1 and 2. I love the Lord, for I heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy, because he turned his ear to me. And I will call on him as long as I live. So if you do not feel close to God, and some of you don't, even though you've been believers in the church a long, long time, then guess who moved? You must start talking to God again. So when you notice prayer, prayer is not a duty that you just have to do, but prayer is a privilege. Prayer is a privilege you and I get to do. You get to talk to the creator of the universe. He has invited you. He wants to talk with you. So rate yourself this way to expressing your love to God. How often do you really talk to God each day? Do I do it once or twice? Ten times a day? Or am I constantly talking with God on a regular basis? Circle where you are right now. Then I want you to put a star where you would like to go. In your notes, number three, the third way to tell God that you love him is by listening to him. Yes, by listening to him. Listening is one of the greatest gifts you can give to someone, the gift of listening, because we all want to be understood. We all want to be listened to. When you listen to someone, you're really saying, you matter to me. Look at John 10, 14, and 16 on the back of your notes where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. And what? They will listen to my voice. The key to a loving relationship is listening. In your notes, you're saying that you really matter. You really, really matter. When I listen to my children, when I listen to my wife, when I listen to anybody, I'm saying to them, you matter. I value what you have to say. And when I don't listen, I'm basically saying what? You don't matter. You are not important to me. So one of the ways that you express love is by listening. And the same is true also of God. Jesus says that his sheep will listen to his voice. And when you pray, 
Many people think only that hey, prayer is just talking to God. That's only 50% of prayer. One half is pray, talking. The other half is really being quiet and listening to God. Too often we are just too busy to listen to God. We pray to God quickly. We say, God, it's me. I have ten things I need from you now today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Thank you, buddy. Over and out. Ten, four, bye. And we don't take time. We don't take time to listen. God is speaking with you all the time. At least God is trying to speak to you all the time. I have noted three ways that God speaks. Number one, in your notes, God speaks to me through the Bible. Now, God speaks to me through the Bible. If you don't hear God speaking, then you're not taking time to read your Bible, to read God's Word. You don't pause and you don't ask, God, what do you have to say to me right now? You're so busy, your life is so full of noise, you always have TV, radio, CD, cell phones, boom boxes. And God couldn't get through because you're, the line is always busy. We not only need to take time to talk to God, we need to take time to listen to God. So read your Bible. Number two in your notes, God also speaks to me through experiences. God speaks to me through experiences that we go through in life. So God is talking to us through the irritations of our lives, through the sicknesses, through the bruises that we go through. Number three, and you notice God also speaks to us through people. God speaks to us through other people. As godly people are giving us advice and giving us guidance. But not every idea or piece of advice is from God. See, when we get an idea from God, we call that his inspiration. When we get an idea from the devil, we call that temptation. So we need to be expressing our love to God by singing, by talking, by listening to him. Evaluate yourself. How often do you read your Bible? How often do you pause to listen to God speaking to you through your experiences and through other people? Do you do it regularly? Only occasionally? Rarely? I want you to put a star where you would like to be. Finally, number four, a fourth way that you can tell God that you love him is by committing to him. Yeah, by committing to him. This is what love is all about. It's about a commitment. You do not really love somebody unless you are committed to their best. Nothing significant happens in life without commitments. Your commitment determines your future, and you're becoming more and more whatever you're committed to. So choose your commitments carefully. You cannot lose by being committed to God. Look at Second Chronicles 16, verse 9. The Lord searches all the earth for people who do what? Who have given themselves completely to him. See, God wants to bless those who are committed to him. And look at Romans 12, verse 1, where Paul writes, Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. 
We are trying to build, through the working of God's Holy Spirit, a people that love God. We often use seven keys to, for, for our church membership here at St. John. And we ask you to make commitments over and over and over. Commitment number one in your notes, because God loves you, and because you love him, you worship every week. Now you worship every week. Commitment number two, because God loves you, you receive the sacrament regularly. You receive the sacrament. Commitment number three, you attend a Bible class. You read the Bible daily. So attending a Bible class and reading the Bible daily. Commitment number four is you participate in ministry opportunities. Participate in ministry opportunities in order to share the message of God's love and forgiveness with others. Commitment number five, seek to discover and use my spiritual gifts. Commitment number six, the sixth key to commitment, give sacrificially, striving for a tithe. And finally, commitment number seven, you daily, daily seek to help people connect with Jesus. So evaluate yourself on these areas of commitment. Where do you need to grow? Do you worship every Sunday? Do you receive the sacrament regularly? Do you attend a Bible class? Do you read the Bible daily and listen to God speak to you? Do you have a ministry area? Do you know your spiritual gifts? Are you using them to serve God and serve his church? And are you giving sacrificially to the Lord's work? Have you tried to help people connect also with Jesus? See, worship is not only something you do for one hour in a church building. Your worship needs to be to worship God with your life, your every day, your ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, going to work, walking around. There are many, many ways to tell God that you love him. Tell him today by singing to him, talking with him, listening to him, and committing to him. Amen.